I'm so blessed this morning to be here. Nancy and I have had a wonderful weekend. We begged Chris to let us keep John in our home, and that's been a revival for us. We are so fortunate this weekend to have John Riley speaking at our church. It's like people know uh, uh, that he's here. We got First Methodist people here. We have a person here, Hussein, from uh, Saudi Arabia. We're glad to have you this morning. God bless you. Let's give him a hand, okay? Um, now, John could be anywhere in the world. He's that kind of speaker. Well, he's a motivational speaker. He's a humorist. He's uh, uh, an evangelist. He's a missionary. His name ought to be Barnabas. He's an affirmer. While he was at our house, we had breakfast at the house. We ate out. Uh, there was not a server at our table that didn't feel better about themselves after you left. We saw him tuck a bill into a couple of them hand. Uh, they had talked about where they were in college, and he said, this is for your future, honey, and I want you to use it. Um, it was wonderful. Uh, the girls wanted to hug him, and the boys wanted to hug him, too. We, everywhere he goes, he loves people so much, God just anoints the people there. Now, he's, uh, he grew up in Abbeville, Alabama. That's right on the edge of, of Georgia. Uh, that's a very special place. He was an honor student in, in, in high school. Uh, he got to know people like uh, Dr. Peter Stokes, uh, Steve Stokes, Steve Stokes, who was there when Arita needed a, a cancer specialist, and he's one of the best in the country. And John called him. He was a connection man for John and said, this is our situation. She may have to go to another place and live on, lie on a cot for weeks and weeks. And, uh, and uh, he said, you get her over here to me. And he took care of that, and she's back with her husband in Belize. Uh, and God uh, used that surgeon to do that uh, cancer specialist to do that. We're so grateful that he's here this morning with us. He has a foundation called the Path, the Path Foundation. He has been literally all over the world. He's been in 22 countries. He's preached. He has a foundation, so he has to keep an account of that. He's preached 10,500 sermons in 40 years. He preached at First Methodist he had several times. He and I used to speak at the Arnold Prater um, Evangelistic Association. Arnold was a district superintendent in Missouri, and when he finished that at 60, they wanted to give him the best church in Missouri in St. Louis. He said, no, I want to be an evangelist. So he already knew all the people out here, a lot of people out here. And then he moved to Melbourne, Florida, and knew people down there. But every year he had a retreat out here. And Sandy Wagner was our official uh, our, uh, financial secretary. Uh, she kind of ran the board, actually. And she's here this morning. This is a very unusual person. 22 countries. When he went to Russia, he was invited to stay. When he goes to other countries, he doesn't do religion. He talks about the spirit of Jesus. And people are just melted. And people uh, learn about the gospel because they've been loved by this man who's such a missionary and such a Barnabas and such a lover. We've got this man here with us this morning. And I would like to tell you about his college and about his football career, but really that kind of opened the door when he was in football, even pro football, so that he knew a lot of people. And he started doing these uh, motivational talks and messages at big companies, and he inspired the owners, he inspired the people who worked there, and those owners supported him, 
and gave him a foundation of resources so that he could go to other businesses. And still, every week and every month, he's got specific places that he speaks and motivates, causes people to laugh, to love Jesus more. When Nancy and I got to know John, he was teaching Bible to young adults and single adults in, um, in Dallas, Texas. On Monday night, he was in Dallas, Texas, and 700 people were there, came out to hear him. He's that well known. And then on Tuesday night, he'd go back to Atlanta, and they had as many as 3,000 people there, young adults and single adults. I mean, we got somebody here this morning. And God's come to anoint this place in a wonderful and terrific, terrific way. I just got so much more I need to tell you, but I want you to hear John. And John will hear you this morning with great enthusiasm and wonderful anticipation. Love you, brother. Come tell us. Does that work? Yeah. Oh, okay. Scott, thank you. You should be on. All right. Good. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. That's that's better. Thank. Thank. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me be here. Uh, if it's hard, I'm gonna get a little closer to you. If that won't mess up the speakers, um, Jimmy, thank you for the introduction. I I can assure you. Uh, I don't deserve all that, but I appreciate it. Uh, you can have breakfast at Nancy and Jimmy's house, and it's a life-changing experience. I, I love them, have loved them for 40 years now. Uh, Janice and Jim are here. Great to see them. Good old Oklahoma State athlete. Uh, Sandy, several people that I know and have known. And I, I did get to meet Hussein. It's great to meet you, Hussein. I was in Saudi Arabia a few years ago in Dahran and uh, Riyadh. And had a great time, Sadiq. <laughs> so it's great to see you. I hope that you enjoy being in America as much as I enjoyed your country. It's great. Had some great, met some great people. You know, look at you and tell you're one of them too. You're saying good, to, good to meet you. Um, uh, Jim mentioned uh, the, the different mission things and 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 talking about Steve Stokes. All that happened with Arita because of you. Uh, we have to go back more than for me. When I was here the last time, Chris, and I'll try to make all this quick because uh, we want to beat the Baptist to the buffet. But, uh, <laughs> but the, last, the last time I was here, Chris told me about Arita. And I said, good. and while I was sitting there having lunch with him, I thought, goodness, we need to do something for that lady. My mother had had breast cancer, and you, know, you, you have all these connections. And, and uh, so I got back and called Steve, and he said, definitely do that. Now, the thing is, that comes back to you. All I did was make three phone calls, and then I got out of the way. Uh, but I found out a little bit more. Courtney 
uh, Nancy and Jimmy's granddaughter, of course, uh, Chris's daughter and, and Cheryl's daughter, uh, she at age six, and y'all probably know this story. I won't tell you much about it because I'd rather Chris do it. But at age six, uh, Courtney told her daddy, he said, I want to be a missionary. And he said, well, who, who, told you, who told you about being a missionary or called you to, told you about doing that? And she said, God did. God told me. He said, oh, he said, that kind of messed me up a little bit. <laughs> and thinking, oh, okay. She was about to leave the room and she said, Daddy, I want to ask you a question. What is a missionary? That is really strong. Courtney is the one who said, Daddy, I want to go to Belize on a mission trip. Chris went to Belize because of Courtney. He met a Rita because of Courtney. I met a Rita because of Courtney. Steve Stokes treated her for cancer. And now two mission groups from my little old town I'm in, the lady and her husband who took care of Arita went crazy over her. And they said, we got to come to Belize. So two, two dental missions are being done there. Uh, Jeremy is going to be able to come to school. Their youngest child will be able to come to school, to college, free in America because of Courtney. Uh, Miss... Um, Goodness, oh goodness, can't even remember her name. Her two grandchildren were taken care of by Pat Richardson in Montgomery, gave the money to pay for every year because of Courtney. I mean, it's amazing the things you're doing and you didn't even know it. That's amazing. The way you, it's fantastic. And the, the mission group that is going in November, I, I think that all because of Courtney. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's amazing what a six-year-old, 11-year-old, after she was 11, could do. And, and all the stirrings and everything else. So that all goes back to you. I will be in Belize, uh, Lord willing, a week from yesterday. I'll only be there four days with Rita and Ed, and when I'm with them, all I do is sit around and encourage him and eat beans. And I love being there, so I encourage them, and we travel around, and I speak, and he translates, or, or we just go sit together and talk about the Lord. Uh, so it's a great time. I look forward to that. I'll come back from that and, and hopefully have some good stories for you to have in November when you go. I, I would like to make, do one little commercial. Uh, at, uh, uh, Nancy, after the service, uh, will be in the back or out at the table or something. And I, I'm pretty passionate about this, so I've got to be very, very careful. I have a friend who went to Nicaragua quite a few years ago. She loved it and she went back. She went to a part of Nicaragua where they had no clinic, no hospital. Children were dying. Grown folks were dying. And, and she and two or three other people got really stirred up and said, we need a hospital here in this beautiful, beautiful, needy place. So now there's a 2,500 square foot clinic. You know how small that is. So they've been raising money and, and they let me get in on it a, a while back and uh, now building on an addition. Well, this same friend travels a lot. She goes to Manila quite often, to the Philippines, and in the South Pacific, you ladies, and some of you, maybe men would know too, they have very, very beautiful cultured pearls. And she brought some back, and I said, let me take those. Because uh, she brought them back to sell them to raise money for the clinic. I said, let me take some where I go, and it has made some ladies very happy. It has also made some men very happy because they didn't know what to get for their wives. And, uh, and I hate to tell you this, but but they're only $20 for a necklace, uh, $20 for earrings, and a bracelet. 
My youngest daughter went in a shop at Grayton Beach a while back, down close to Destin and uh, Watercolor and all that place. And in this shop, you can get one of these necklaces for $1,100. And that's the truth. You can get a bracelet for $350. But here you get them for $20, and the proceeds all go to the clinic in Nicaragua. I could talk about that clinic. If you want to go sometime, I can tell you how to go. You can volunteer. You can work there. Some of you are familiar with it. It's the Roberto Clemente Clinic. You can Google it. Excuse me. You can Google it. I don't know much about computers. You can Google it. You can find out stuff. But it's a great thing. Nancy will be there modeling those pearls and and selling. So please consider that if you would. Uh, They got some for their granddaughters and their daughters and for Nancy. (laughs) So I thank you for, for letting me do that. Um, what I'd like for us to talk about today, uh, it, just like any time I do this, is something I need to hear. Um, it, it's, I, I, need, I need some answers on some things. And I won't go into great detail. I'm glad we don't have time. I'm glad we don't have a weekend seminar because I would really bore you with the answers that I need. But I think several things happen as we work with each other. A friend of mine came up to me the other day. He likes golf. Jimmy likes golf. Some of you do. I, I don't play golf, but I love the game. This friend came up and he said, uh, I played golf uh, in Florida. He said, I moved to Florida just to play golf. Ten percent of the golf courses in America are in the state of Florida. He said, I went there because you can play just about year-round where I live. And he said, I was playing one day with the pro at the country club. He was helping me and had been helping me for a couple of months. And as we went around, we got to the eighth hole. And he said, I put it out, and the pro looked at me and said, Randy, uh, you've been wanting to know how to play golf better. He said, take three months off. Just take off. Don't play golf for three months. And at the end of three months, quit. (laughs) Well, I don't guess I'd help golf, but but Randy said, I did. That's exactly what I did. Well, I run into a lot of people today who kind of take that attitude about a lot of things. Um, I'm going to take a few months off. Then I think I'll quit. Uh, This is just not working what I'm doing. And, uh, I'm, and I'm looking for some changes. I, I, um, things have changed in my life as I get older. Uh, I'm almost 67. I, I realize I look older, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm 67 almost. And uh, to me, that's not old. But it is older than I've ever been. <laughs> and uh, somebody gave me this thing a while back. I came up to me after a meeting and gave me this sheet that said, you, you know you're getting old when? Have you, you've seen some of those? Uh, one of them said, you know you're getting older when a pretty girl walks by and your pacemaker opens a garage door. <laughs> uh, but one I really, really like said, you know you're getting older when your wife looks at you and says, honey, let's go upstairs and make love. And you say, well, make up your mind. I can't do both. <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess aging is a tough thing. It's not always real easy. But I've noticed as I get older, things change. I don't... Um, I don't get invited to things that I used to, but I still love doing. And, uh, and, and my, my uh, things that are important, I, not, not as many things are important as they used to be, but what's important is really, really important. So there have been some things going on in my life that I've quit. And it's been better that I have. But other things in my life, I don't, I don't ever want to quit. I, I, don't, I don't ever want to, I mean, God willing, I don't ever want to stop going places like where Hussein is from, his country. I don't want to stop that because I get to meet so many great people. And we get to talk about life and love 
and the Spirit of Jesus Christ working in every woman and every man and every child for the, for the betterment of the world, to come to know Christ in a personal way, to receive Him as Lord and Savior, and, and, and life just begins to change. I don't, I don't ever want to quit that. <laughs> so, so what do we do to look for ways to do that? How, how does that happen? So I want us to think about one basic verse this morning, and it's, uh, you say, well, that's a, that's a funny verse to use here in July, but it's Isaiah seven fourteen, And it says, the Lord himself, you know the verse, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel, God with us, prophesying of the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, the great thing here that we think about is that affects your life and my life today. The Lord Himself will give you a sign. Is there anything going on in your life right now that you would say, I don't know what to do about this. I've talked to people. I've got counseling, but I'm just not sure what to do. Anything like that, don't raise your hand. But if you've got something, I do. I've got several things like that. I've been talking with Nancy and Jimmy about it this weekend and saying, what, what do you think I need to do about this? How, how can I handle this? See, I'm in kind of a unique position. I live alone. My children are grown. My grandchildren are just about grown. And, uh, and really, you know, nobody knows where I am today. <laughs> I'm out in Abbeville, and they don't care where I live. You know, it's like, oh, you've been gone? Yeah, for two months. Oh, wow, cool. You know, but it, it doesn't matter. I can just kind of go. I say, Lord, I can go whenever, wherever, however. You provide whatever it is. I'm all in, like Mark Batterson talks about. I'm, I, at least I hope I'm all in. So you show me what to do and how to do that. Uh, provide the way to do it, and Lord, I think I will go. But I need a sign. The Lord himself will give you a sign. I think he does that through people. I think possibly today, you're being here, and I know my being here since Thursday, and visiting with Nancy and Jimmy and get to see Chris some and Pat and getting to see some other folks and seeing Janice and Jim today and, and meet you to meet people. This is, God is giving me a sign through you. Now, I'm not exactly sure what it is right now, but he is. I, I can, <laughs> may I use this word? I can feel it. I can sense it. Something is happening today in you and in me that, uh, and, and I'm not playing with you here, I really believe that, that we'll, we'll, something's going to happen, and it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. But there are several things we want to do while we're waiting to see what God is going to do, and I call them the four consents, C-O-N-S-E-N-T-S. Or in other words, we're consenting to something. It's not like saying, I promise to do this. I'll tell you, come, whatever happens, I'm going to do this. No, it's a consent. It says, okay, I consent to that. I can do that. I can try that. I'll apply that. I'll do that, and that's what I want us to talk about. I only got four of them. Uh, maybe five, not over seven. No, I'm just kidding. We're just going to do four. I like that big old clock back there. We're going to just do four. The first one is, now, now you, you don't have to agree with this. Uh, please just think about it. And you say, well, John, I can consent to that. You bet you. And you may say, no, not that one. Just write it off. Get your own. You bet. You can get a bunch of these. Okay, number one is this. Affirmation. I want to consent to have affirmation. Affirmation is like um, encouragement, only it goes beyond encouragement and confirmation, and it goes into pointing out positive qualities in you that you don't even know you have. 
Affirmation is a real important thing. We affirm people when we, um, I mean sometime, we affirm people when we just smile at them. (laughs) Shake their hand, give them a little hug, pat them and say things like, you can do it. You can do it. You got what it takes. Stacy Eldred in her, in her book, uh, Captivating, says that every girl has two questions. Every girl, every woman has two questions. Number one, do you see me? Number two, am I beautiful? And I've never had a girl or a lady tell me, oh, that's not true. <laughs> they all say, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Sure. My daughters have always said, Dad, that's for sure. My granddaughters say, Papa, that is for sure. And, uh, and I've never met anybody in an airplane or a, or a server in a restaurant or anybody that I know that I said, you are so beautiful, and they slapped me. Never has happened. Now I'm real careful how I say it. Affirmation. We need affirmation. I believe we need to affirm God. God affirms us. God says, I loved you so much that I gave my only son for you. That if you just believe in him, you'd never be separated from God. You'd have eternal life. Y'all know that verse. I mean, that is affirmation in the deepest sense. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's affirmation because sometimes we feel so abandoned and so alone. But Jesus affirms and says, you need to remember, I will never, ever leave you. And we affirm God too. We thank Him for what He does. We praise Him. We sing to Him. We do all these things and say, Lord, You are so good. (laughs) Thank You for all Your blessings to me. Truly, You have opened Your hand and You bless me. Look at this world. Look at all the things around us. When I think of the blessing that it's been uh, in, in, in Belize, in my few times that I've been there and to do other things, but to see, since I've known Arita and Ed, to be with them, I say, Lord, You are so good to let me do this, to let us be a part of this. We're always affirming God as well. We do that when we know our our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. We're affirming Him. He already knows that, of course, but we're saying, Lord, we realize that too. We need affirmation. We need to give affirmation. Everybody needs it. The second thing that I think about is uh, we need need anticipation. (laughs) And if we're affirming, we can have anticipation. Uh, Jimmy mentioned my football career. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to remember. That's been a long time ago. Uh, I was at Auburn, played football at Auburn in 1966 through uh, 69. Three varsity years and one freshman year. And then in 1970, drafted by the Oakland Raiders. Uh, When my football career ended, Coach John Madden, who was the coach, great man, loves the Lord, loves people, fantastic coach, tremendous man. Uh, when that ended, Coach Madden was talking to me and he said, John, uh, I don't know what God has for you, but it's something better than the Oakland Raiders. And that day I couldn't believe that, but Coach Madden was affirming me and giving me something to anticipate. Every morning when you and I get up, we can have one, or t- one of two uh, thoughts, attitudes, perspectives. We can either say, I am so afraid... I have such great fear of what may happen in the future. What's going to happen in our country? What's going to happen in the Middle East? What's going to happen in China? What's going to happen to our economy? And much of our media, and I'm for the media, by the way, but much of it instills fear. 
And, and we, can, we can live that way. Or I, I, I really am afraid of what may happen to me. I mean, after all, I'm getting up there in years. You know, it's time for me to have prostate cancer now. It'll come any day. You know, I mean, I can, I can live that way. <laughs> or, or I can have this perspective. Wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to see what God is going to do with my life. And that's for any age, whether it's these young folks over here or the oldest person in this room. Besides that, what is old? I'm going to be doing a little cruise thing in Alaska pretty soon in, in, uh, in August. And, and, and this guy said to me the other day, he said, well, where are you going in August? I said, well, I'll be in Alaska for a couple of weeks. I'm doing this and that. Oh, you're going to be with the old folks. <laughs> I just want to pimp slap him. You know, and, and excuse me, but I, I just said, I looked at him and I said, uh, I said, what is, what is an old person? What, what's an old person? He said, well, I mean, you know. I said, no, I don't. Back when I was a boy, there was a cartoon in the newspaper. It was a caricature called Hambone. And one time Hambone said this. He said, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? That's pretty deep, isn't it? How old would you be if you didn't know how old you If I didn't have a birth certificate, how old would I think I am? I wouldn't care. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. The only thing about getting older is this. We're, we're getting more experience. People say, well, with more experience comes wisdom. No, with more experience comes old age. But with applied knowledge applied experience, we get wisdom. So as we get older, we get more and more experience that we can apply and help other people. Hussein, in the, and I'm not trying to embarrass him, but here's Hussein in this big old country of the United States. Think of all the people he's going to meet. Think of all the people who can share experiences with him, and then he can take that and apply that experience that you and I have, and it'll become wisdom, and God only knows what he's going to do with this young man, with his life. He doesn't have to fear. Hussein could live in fear. You could live in fear. I could live in... I could live... Oh, i got to have that quote in a minute. Excuse me. <laughs> That's what I'm going to close with. <laughs> Get to waving. But, but we, we could live it. We could have fear. Or we could just say, Lord, I'm anticipating the great things you may do in my life. So when I wake up in the morning, I have a little ritual I go through. I say, uh, number one, this is the way I start my day. I'm not telling you, you need to do this. This is just how I do it. First thing, when I wake up, I did it right here at Nancy and Jim's. I do it anywhere that I am. I wake up and I say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm on the right side of the grass. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm breathing. I can, I, can, I can move, I can, I woke up. I mean, that means this. Thank you, Lord, that because of you, today and every day, there are infinite possibilities. And I believe that. Why is it we get, oh, well, I'm retired now. You know, just not much out there for me. Good grief, the whole world is out there for you. Uh, we, could be in, we could be in a different country every day if we had the means and the desire. Get on an airplane and go every day. 
I had a thing a few years ago where I was hitting different countries and, and through to Singapore and Korea and Japan and China in four days. That was crazy, but I had a great time doing it. So we, we could, the possibilities are infinite what God can do. Let's anticipate that. Let's don't live in fear. We don't want to live in any kind of fear. Perfect love, the Bible says, cast out fear. Well, perfect love for the Lord and for life and for you and me and what we're doing. I mean, there's all, we can spend all our day loving. (laughs) I don't have time to hate anything. If I did, I'd find some things to hate, I guess. But there's not time. We only have 24 hours in a day. There's not time to do anything but love. And when we're doing that, there is no fear in love. Now, I know that's kind of funny philosophy, but it works for this goober, I'll tell you that. So anticipate. Now, if we got affirmation and anticipation, we will have appreciation. James 1.17 says, Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, comes down from the Father of the universe, in whom is no variation, neither shadow of turning. Every good thing comes from God. Whether I recognize it or not, if it's good, it comes from God. What greater gift is there than God gave us in His Son, Jesus Christ? The gift of life with purpose and life with meaning and life with anticipation and life with affirmation and eternal life afterwards that He gives us all in Christ, receiving Him. Appreciation. I'm so grateful. Man, we could spend all our day because we love, we just say thank you. All day long we can be saying thank you. Thank you for uh, letting me be here. Thank you that you're here. You could be doing so much else today and you came here because you thought Chris was here and you didn't expect this and you stayed anyway. So thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. As a matter of fact, as we look around, we could spend all our time just doing nothing but thank you. Just thank you, 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 thank you. I mean, everything is gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. I hope one day I get to the end of my life and my boots are still on. That's an old expression. Dying with my boots on, that means dying active. I want somebody else to take my boots off. I don't want to have to do it. I want to go and go because there's so much to be grateful for and excited about. And as long as we can move, long as we can think, long as we can just do it, think, we can be grateful to the Lord, have appreciation. The last thing that I'll mention today is application. If we got affirmation and um, what was the second one? Thank you very much. I'm very forgetful. Anticipation. And appreci- wasn't it appreciation, the next one? Thank you very much. She's taking notes. Nobody ever takes notes when I speak. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> appreciation. Then we'll have application. And that's kind of where the fork meets the grits. You know, it's an application. We take all the ap- applied knowledge, applied experience. So when we take applied experience, we ask God, He gives us wisdom, and we're better at doing application. Lord, what do, you, what do you have for me today? What do you have for my life? I've been through so many changes in my life. I've been fired more times than you can imagine from jobs. I mean, I, I've been, I was fired in football, and then my first job, they said, it's not working out for you here, boy. You know, my second job, they said, don't you want to go somewhere else? I mean, I've, I've been, had more failures more, than anybody I've ever known in life, but I've had... I've had the most blessed life of anybody I know. I mean, change always comes bearing gifts because God always does that. Romans 8, 28. You've heard the verse a thousand times, many of you have. We know that all things, all things work together for good 
To those that love God, those called according to his purpose. So if we're doing these things, we want application. This is what I want to read to you. I, I have a great uh, love for General William Booth, who started the Salvation Army. I like the Salvation Army, always have and always will. They do great work for folks. They share Christ. They share the good news. They share food. They share clothes. They share everything. And this is what General Booth said. You might have heard the quote. He said, While women weep, as they do now, I'll fight. While children go hungry, as they do now, I'll fight. While men go to prison, in and out, in and out, in and out, as they do now, I'll fight. While there's a drunkard left, while there's a poor girl left on the streets, while there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight. I'll fight to the very end. That's application. Whatever you can do, whatever I can do. We want to do it, don't we? I told Nancy and Jimmy the other day, I have a good friend in, in Florida, Lakeland, Florida, named Dr. Riley Short. Riley's 79. Um, great, great guy. And he, he'll call me all along. Called me the other day. He was in Lakeland, stopped at a red light. He said, John, you ain't going to believe this. He said, I'm at a red light here in Lakeland, and I'm right behind a septic tank cleaning truck. You with me? Who's saying I'll explain this one to you later? <laughs> I'm right behind a septic tank cleaning truck. And he said, you ain't going to believe the bumper sticker. It says, on weekends, we haul milk. Can't get that one out of my mind. <laughs> so every morning as a part of my little opening time, when I say, I belong to you, thank you that I belong to you, I'm delighted to belong to you, Lord Jesus. This is the day that you have made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, help me to do this, help to do this through me. All I go through that, and then I say, as I close my time, what am I hauling today? What am I hauling today? Now, people may look at me and say, yeah, you're getting old and you, don't, you dress funny. You know, or you do this. But the question is, what are you hauling? What's inside? What's coming out of me and you to other people? What, what are we hauling? Oh, by the way, you know where I got all these four consents? I'm not really smart. But where I got them was from, the, from reading about how much God loves you. And I've been reading about that for a few years in the Bible and in some other books and stuff and just listening to people like Jimmy and you. God loved you so much, He affirmed you and me. And He did it by showing us in all kinds of ways. But the big way, what did He do? He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, for us. And, and we anticipate what that means in our lives. Lord, what will you do in me? And we appreciate that so much. And then there's application. Because when Christ came into my life and Christ comes into your life, there is change. And it's good change. It just fills us with a whole... Well, you'll know what it does to you, but one thing it did to me, it changed my whole perspective, made me start loving instead of hating. And giving instead of taking. And excited instead of depressed.
and I could go on and on, but I'm so thankful. Are you looking for a sign? Well, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And I believe it'll be in Christ. I believe it'll be all kinds of ways, but I believe he can. So I want to do this as we close in prayer, and then I, uh, Jimmy or somebody will come, okay, Terry will come up and close. Or, um, and, and it's simply this. Uh, as we close in prayer, uh, would, would you like, and you probably already have, but would you like to make a sincere, conscious uh, commitment to Christ? Don't answer. No, just think about this. Just right where you sit, just a conscious, sincere, say, you know, I, I really, I really do want to just say, Lord, I believe you love me, and you've given Christ, and he'll be my life. And I want to live by his spirit in me for the rest of my life. I want to do that. Well, if you, if you want that, then um, right where you sit, just silently, uh, I'm going to pray a little prayer. And if you want to, pray with me, silently. Not out loud, just silent prayer, if that's what you want. You pray with me, okay, if you want to. Not out loud. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for this group. Thank you for these women and men. Thank you for those who couldn't be here today. Lord, thank you for the privilege to be here and get to see some folks I know and meet a bunch I don't know. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to love you and to love others. Thank you that you've given us that love in your only Son, our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, for, for each of us, may we just silently but very sincerely in our hearts say to you, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you for loving me, for shedding your blood at the cross to take away my sin my guilt, and my shame. Thank you for rising from the dead to be my Lord, to be my life. Thank you that you'll never leave me. Please live your life through me. I pray in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, thank you again for letting me be with you. And as, how'd y'all, y'all were quiet. Um, As we close, thank you so much. Look forward to speaking to you after the meeting. Thank you. Thank you.